This talk was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as part of the 2022 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. Yeah, so if any of you don't know me, my name is Hallie Duragish, and I will be a senior this coming fall at SIUE. Go Cougs! <laughs> And today I am going to be giving a talk on John 15 and some context behind it and just how it has affected my life and how it has affected my walk with Jesus. And so um, overall today I just hope to communicate what it looks like to abide in Jesus and in his word um, and what that looks like. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we can get started. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. I thank you for the sun. <clears throat> I thank you for um, just the opportunity that you've given me to just give a talk, Lord. Um, I pray that you would just be put on display, Lord, and that I would just fall into the background. Um, <clears throat> I pray that any words that I say, Lord, that they would just be helpful, that they would be glorifying to you and honoring to you, Lord, and that any words that are unhelpful, Lord, um, that people would just forget uh, and that you would just be the ultimate um, focus of this talk. Amen. Okay. So when Zach Simmons was asking me of what I was going to give this talk about, I was like, I have no idea. And so he basically was like, Hallie, it's just a devotional. How has the word changed your life? And so the first thing that popped into my head was memorizing John 15, my sophomore year, college with Tara and all the other girls in my D group. We were combined with the guys. Um, and so Dayton Merrill, if you guys remember him from last month, um, he was like, we're going to memorize John 15. And so we went around in a circle and we each said a word. And I just remember him saying, let's come back next week and try to have it memorized versus one through eight memorized. And um, so I remember going away from that D group, and then being like, I'm going to have all of this memorized, not because I cared about what it was saying. I was like, didn't even think about what it was saying, but because I just wanted to memorize it. Um, so I was pretty hardcore trying to memorize it, and then I just think the Lord started speaking to me through what it was saying. It was saying, abide in me, apart from me, you are nothing. And so I think just seeing through memorization, um, the Lord can speak to us, so. I'm going to go ahead and read the passage. Can we go to the next slide? It says, <clears throat> if you want to turn there, it's John 15, 1 through 8. Or pull it up on your phone. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the true vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So it's kind of a lot. <clears throat> so I just wanted to give some background of kind of what's going on in this passage. Um, 
So Jesus is speaking to his disciples the day before he was about to die for his crucifixion. Um, and so I think, obviously, he's choosing to use his last few moments on earth to say these things to his disciples. So I think what he's saying is, like, really important. He's like, listen to me, like, abide in me. And they are, I feel like the disciples in this passage were kind of like, what's going on? But um, they only had the Old Testament knowledge at the time. And so the vine in Psalm 80 was used as a metaphor to reference to Israel. And so at the time, they just knew that life was going to be given through Israel. So they were kind of putting their hope in just being Jewish. Um, And so they were just super familiar with this metaphor of Israel being the vine and being seen as the source of life. And so they were looking to Israel for their source of life. And so for Jesus to use this metaphor of the vine and the branches, it was super easy for them to understand because they could be like, oh, the vine, like that's how we give, that's how we get life. And so when Jesus was saying, I'm the true vine, that was super eye-opening to them because it was like, whoa, like this is what we can actually put our hope in. And so, um, so when we read the passage, it's talking about abiding And so we're going to talk about what the definition of abiding is. And so the definition is accept or act in accordance with, live, continue, or remain. And so the only way that we can abide, remain, live in Jesus is through faith. Um, And through faith, we become part of the vine. We become one with Jesus. Um, And that's referencing Romans 11, 17 through 20. And so, yeah, so through that, everyone is abiding in something. There's no option to do otherwise. You're putting your hope in something, and if it's not God, then what is it? Um, And so I think for me, before I became a Christian, I think I was abiding. I was putting my hope in affirmation or just um, seeking affirmation from people, seeking out relationships with family, friends, um, relationships, and so I think before Christ, I was abiding in just seeking out joy from relationships. And so it wasn't until I truly heard the gospel my junior year of high school that um, Jesus died for me. He loves me. He rose. um, And that apart from him, I can do nothing is um, when I started abiding in him. Um, So the only way to actually abide is first to repent and believe. And then from that, Jesus says that we will bear fruit. And so I think fruits of the spirit are kind of thrown around a lot in Christian communities. It's like, oh, are you bearing fruit? Are you, are you fruitful? Is this coming to fruition? And it's kind of like if you haven't been a Christian for a long time or even just like not fully understanding what it is, I think it's like good to get some context. So in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Um, And so with the vine, fruit is also used as an analogy as offspring, a deed, action, or result of what you're abiding in. So like I put up here, (laughs) grapevines don't grow apples. So if you're abiding in something other than Jesus, you're not going to be fruitful. You're not going to be kind. You're not going to be good. And like that might be super against what the world is saying today of that we are naturally kind people. We're naturally patient people. But Jesus is saying because of sin, and if you're not abiding in me, you're not going to produce this fruit. You're not going to produce things that are of me, that are like me. And so 
I think it's like, what are we abiding in? And um, yeah, doing good works are not going to produce things that are like Jesus. Um, and so can we bear fruit apart from God? <coughs> I kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, but because of sin, we're not naturally fruitful. Like I was saying, um, we're not naturally loving. We're not naturally joyful. We don't naturally have peace or patience. We're not naturally kind or naturally good. We're not naturally faithful or gentle, and we don't naturally have self-control because of sin. Um, but when we abide in Jesus, um, those things can be possible. And so if you're abiding in something other than Jesus, you'll be cut off. In verse 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you, unless you abide in me. Um, and then in verse 6, it says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Um, yeah, sorry. So, um, so I think the third point of, I said, don't be a stapled branch on the tree. Um, it might be kind of confusing. Um, but Kale gave me the analogy yesterday of, he said, um, abiding in something other than Jesus, but trying to act as if you're a Christian is like stapling a branch onto a tree. Like there's not going to be anything that's produced from it. It's not going to grow. It's probably just going to die and fall off. There's not going to be fruit or flowers or anything good that come from it. And so even good works, trying to just act like we're abiding in Jesus or trying to have good actions, like it's literally like stapling a branch on the tree. Nothing is going to come from it. Sorry, I was like unsure if you had the right setup. Um, <clears throat> so all the good in us is from God, not from us. So when we are bearing fruit, it is from him. Um, so overall, we cannot bear fruit apart from God. So what is important from this? Um, Jesus is saying that just apart from him, there is nothing. Um, and also that we should ultimately just abide in him because of who he is, not because of the fruit that he gives us in our life, not because of the good things that he gives us. Um, but ultimately, we should abide in him just because of who he is. Um, he is worth abiding in because he is our ultimate treasure. Um, and so I think just being mindful that we don't just we don't just come to him. We don't just um, love him or worship him because of the things he gives us, because he promises that we will be fruitful. But ultimately, just because of who he is, he deserves our time and our adoration. Um, and beyond that, I think he is gracious and kind that we get to bear fruit abiding from him from abiding in him. And so, um, yeah, I think it just shows his heart for his people that when we are in a relationship with him, that he wants good things for us. He He wants us to have joy. He wants us to um, reflect him. And so how has this changed my life? I kind of talked about this in the beginning a little bit um, of just recognizing my sin and seeing my need for the gospel. I think just... Um, Reading John 15 has been super helpful of just hearing Jesus say, abide in me, and if not, you'll be thrown away. Like, um, I think that it was just, yeah, super eye-opening to me the first time I heard this. Um, and also just having memorized these verses, I have it in my mind to abide in Jesus and to read his word and that I am nothing without him. So when I don't have scripture right in my face or my Bible open in front of me, um, I can just know 
that I haven't memorized. I haven't memorized that Jesus is saying, abide in me, um, and that I'm not going to desire him if I'm not reading his word, if I'm not praying, if I'm not seeking him out, being in fellowship. I'm not going to desire the things of the Lord. Um, And so if you're abiding, what does it look like? So some just application or helpful tips um, of what it actually looks like. Read your word. Read the word. Read the Bible. Meditate on the word. Memorize the word. Um, I think just being saturated in God's word, his living and breathing word, um, is how we, is part of how we abide in him. Um, Just seeing him through his word and um, letting him speak to us through his word. Um, Also through prayer um, and just praying with others, praying by yourself, um, praying throughout the day, just being intentional in prayer. Um, And lastly, just being in fellowship, being with people who are going to remind you of the gospel, being with people who are going to remind you of what it looks like to be abiding in Jesus or people who are going to call you out when they don't see fruit in your life or when they're not, when they see you not abiding in Jesus. Um, And so overall, I think just that Jesus is the ultimate treasure, and if we're not abiding in him, we're not going to be fruitful. And if we're abiding in him, he promises that we'll be fruitful, and we get to experience um, eternity with him. So we're going to move into the workshop. So this might look like craziness on the bottom. Ethan read it this morning, and he was like, what is that? (laughs) Um, So we're going to memorize these two verses. So what we're going to do is we're going to say it out loud three times, and then I'm going to have you guys write out the first letter of each word, okay? That has been super helpful for me. Um, When I was talking to Zach Simmons about this, he was like, yeah, that's better than my version of saying it 52 billion times. And I was like, (laughs) okay, great. So we're going to say it three times, and then you're going to write down the first letter of each word, and then you're going to pair up with somebody next to you and try to do it. So we can say it all together three times. So Ethan told me that if you want to download the Versus app, it's only $5 a year. He said that he would pay for it. So. (laughs) I know nothing about it, but um, so we're going to go ahead and move into a few reflection questions. I didn't have them on the slide, so just write them down as I'm saying them or just remember them. Um, So the first question is, what does your flesh tend to abide in other than Jesus? I'll say it again. What does your flesh tend to abide in other than Jesus? Okay, and then the second one slash last one is how can we remain in the vine? So H-C-W, <laughs> how can we remain in the vine? Got it? Okay. And go. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2022 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.